5: Hello and welcome back to another preview episode of Green and White, brought to you by Argyle Life. Tonight, I am joined by Sam, Joe, and Dan to preview the trip to the King Power Stadium on Saturday.
4: <laughs> nice, easy one, this, eh, Joe? Yeah, this is a nice, nice, easy one. What was it, three years ago, four years ago, they won the FA Cup? It wasn't too long ago that they shocked the footballing world by winning the Premier League, played in the Champions League, they spent copious amounts of million pounds on players in the summer. Harry Winks cost them a bloody arm and a kidney, and he scored the winner for them at the weekend. Uh, their manager was the assistant manager with Pep Guardiola at Manchester City. Their wage bill and their transfer budget is probably seven, eight times more than ours. But all in all, it's just 11 men on a pitch going up against each other in a game of football. So, yeah, we got a real good chance here.
5: Sam, is this one where we end our winless away streak? No. <laughs> Absolutely not, Sam. <laughs>
0: Maybe I'm supposed um, to say
5: something stupid.
0: Yeah, I, I, look, who knows? Football is a very weird game, but I, I very much think not. Um, I got a little bit of stick for how much I raved about the qualities of the Leeds team going into this, um, going into the podcast. But looking at the Leicester team, uh, very similar. I think their midfield three has got to be the best midfield three in the league. The three that started their most recent game of Harry Winks, Wilfred, and Dee and and Kieran dewsbury Haller that's just an
4: incredible midfield trio on paper. it wasn't that long ago I, di- I didn't hear as Jordan Housen or Luke Kundo in that
0: uh, they're, they're, they're up there but I reckon the Leicester guys ju- just staged them out um, look it wasn't long ago Harry Winks was bossing games in the Champions League as Tottenham had that run to the final he was actually a fairly regular player for them around that time um Indeed, he was again. Was a great player for Leicester. Not, not, not. I think for their title year, but for the the two years in a row when they came fifth, he was a very good player for them. Uh, Dewsbury Hall's been absolutely on fire this season. Ian Atchil up front is um, a real goal threat. They've got uh, the fullbacks of Pereira and Justin, who both get forward really well. And um, again, both were regular players were in their run to fifth in the Premier League and both suffered badly with long-term injuries, didn't they, as well? Um, which is probably the only reason they're really still at Leicester. Um, um, yeah, and Hermerson in gold looks a very good acquisition. Um, just again, Jamie Vardy coming off the bench, for goodness sake. Just wherever you look in their team from, from top to bottom, there is quality. They may not be quite as dazzling as Leeds in their in their style of play um, in terms of just te- cutting teams open. But I, they are certainly more consistent than Leeds. They more reliably grind out results, which is why they're top of the league by such a large distance. Which unfortunately means that surprise results are probably unlikely. They've only lost three games this season to Hull, Leeds and Middlesbrough, who are all up near the top end of the league with them. Could it happen? Yes, of course it could. It's football. Stranger things have undoubtedly happened. Do I think it's at all likely... No, I don't. Would I take a draw right now and absolutely run for the hills? Yes, I
5: absolutely would. Dan, you're Mr. Tactics around here. What can we expect from Enzo Mareske's side? And and what will Schumacher look to do to uh, combat that?
6: Well, do what we can, really. As Sam said, this is just one of those games that is a complete free hit. You know, coming up against the real kind of top-end quality teams of this division, like like Leeds... Uh, like Southampton uh, it's just you know there's so so much quality in their team and, and they'll and they dominate possession without a shadow of a doubt you know with with their style and our counter-attacking style I highly expect the possession stat to be something like 70-30 as we've seen at Leeds um, I was a bit of an advocate before that game of a bit of a kind of let's kind of um, defend for our lives and see if we can get something on the break but of course you know Sure, we don't want to play that way and, and full credit to him for kind of trying to be progressive and still keep the ball on the deck and play out. But if Leicester's press is as good as Leeds' press is, which I expect it probably is, we are going to struggle. That said, let's let's go there and have a go. We can go there without any fear, hopefully. One thing um, at Leeds um, I, I mentioned on the uh, post-Leeds pod was I don't think we were necessarily scared at Ellen Road, but was just maybe a little bit intimidated of the atmosphere and and because we knew we were going to have so little of the ball, when we did get on it, we were a little bit panicky, a little bit hot potato. We didn't kind of settle down into our passing moves and interchange uh, that we are capable of. So if we can kind of do some of that at Leicester and see if we can hit them on the counter with um, with some pacey players, then, then who knows? I would probably... Uh, Sam mentioned earlier about potentially going um, Bundu out wide and Hardy up front. I quite like that as an idea. I think a, a kind of front three with yeah with Bundu on the left, uh, Whitcore obviously as normal on the right, and then Hardy if he is ready to start um, coming in up top, um, just to see if we can catch them with pace on the counter over the top or in behind. But we are that midfield three is going to have to do some defending, and it's it's. Yeah, I, I don't want to criticise Shui's tactics when he is being so adventurous and, and getting us to overachieve week after week. But you do wonder whether we should perhaps look to kind of tweak the, the shape of the midfield three and just have maybe a double pivot in front of the defence just to try and contain those quality players that Leicester have because they could roll us over with the quality that they've got. It's such a mismatch in um in budget. So
4: let's let's see what we can do. Well, at least we're all very confident of getting a win. Go on, Jay. Well, yeah, just just a couple of points on, on what the two lads have said is that, number one, we've earned the right for a game like this in the league, like I said in the preview to the Leeds game. We've earned, we've earned this opportunity to play a club like Leicester. Um, on paper, thank God football isn't played on paper, but in all seriousness, okay, so. they should be swatting us to one side here because their squad compared to our squad, they're polar opposites. However, we are going out onto the football pitch together in an 11-against-11 90-minute game of football. Anything can happen in this game. I'm really excited to see how fearless this group continue to be in a game like this. Because at Leeds, there were two or three occasions. There was the one where Azaz had a shot early doors where we we hit Leeds on the counter-attack and they couldn't stop us when we got it out to Whitaker, and he bombed forward. So there are going to be times in this game where we are going to be able to get Leicester on the counter-attack. It will be interesting to see how many passes Leicester attempt in this game because I expect it will be up up in this high hundreds. But, you know, if we were playing them six, seven weeks ago, perhaps I'd be a little bit more negative than normal towards this game. But they have had a couple of defeats. In recent games, I know they were against Leeds and Middlesbrough, a totally different opposition, but they aren't quite the formidable force they were at the start of the season. So, as the lads have said, let's go there, give it as good a punch as we've got. And at the end of the day, as long as we, you know, they weren't going to disgrace themselves, we aren't going to get we aren't going to be pushovers in this. We're going to give it a good go. And that's all everyone, everyone in that away. And that's all we can ask for on Saturday. And then the bigger fish to fry come after that in the QPR, Rotherham, Birmingham game. So see how we go. Um, give it a real, real good go. It's as hard a test as it's going to be in the championship. But why can't we go there and, and get something? I I understand that Leicester are a stronger squad and they've got some unbelievable players for this level. Players that shouldn't be anywhere near this level, if truth be told. But look, we've earned the right to go out into the same pitch as them. So... Let's give it all we've got, and the best punch we land might just be to go down by a goal. But if it is, you know what a what. A, let's just hope we can come away with positives from it, and I think we can. There's your positivity, for your own. <laughs> As as you say, this
6: is um the we've got bigger fish to fry potentially. This is the first of six games in twenty days, um, and especially those kind of okay they've kind of bookended by very difficult away trips but the four in between ones where we want to be looking at you know let's see if we can get kind of six or seven points out of those um really important games especially those two at home to Rotherham and uh, uh Mr Rooney's Birmingham we it, it would be interesting to see especially with the fixture congestion whether he does look at the, the future games and go, right, well, I'm going to rest this player and this player with the view to kind of giving them a lot of minutes um, around Christmas, or whether he just goes, you know, treat every game as, a, as an individual game and, and let's go as strong as we can. If I had to say which I'd go for on balance, I probably would shuffle the pack a little bit just because QPR and uh, Rotherham you know coming in the week right after that are very very winnable. I know QPR have picked up a little bit. Rotherham might be a bad time to play them if they've appointed a new manager by then. Uh, we all know about the uh the new manager bounce so that might be a a, a trickier game than it would have been a couple of weeks ago but they are very important games and ones that we can definitely get something out of. We could be, we could put in the performance of our life at Leicester and still come away with nothing, which is the, the harsh reality of this division sometimes. So it will be interesting to see what he does with the uh, with the lineup.
3: There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
5: Yeah, Sam, we did this for the Coventry game. Um, so I'm going to do it again here. If, uh, and you've basically ran through everyone. So it be interesting to uh, see who you pick. But if money was no object and the player wants to come, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which one player are you taking from that Leicester side to join us?
0: Um, James Justin, because what did I say on um, the previous pod that we really need a left-back more than any other position? I think he's a brilliant left-back. Uh, yeah, James Justin is probably who would be tempted to say Ian Acho, uh but as a striker, he's the one who gets the most attention, and I think all the midfield three are brilliant, but midfield is our own strongest area anyway. So, yeah, James Justin is one I think I'd go for. would be a fantastic addition to one of them. Who are you adding, Dan?
6: Uh, it's a toss-up between Justin and Dewsbury Hall, but i probably... Uh probably. Oh, it's, it's 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 difficult to say. Um, yeah, I'm I'm on the fence between those two. I'm afraid for variety. Because Sam said Justin, I'll go Dewsbury Hall.
4: Okay, it's it's not a debate for me. It's Dewsbury Hall. He's the best player in the championship. I want I won't have it any different. The the lad's incredible. He should be in the Premier League. Top half of the Premier League as well.
5: Yeah, I think just just for difference, then I'll go uh, Wilfred and Didier. I think. Um... That'd be a brilliant little addition. Could fill the, the Jordan Houghton role, could also fill the uh the centre back role, you know, squad player Wilfred Indeedy, um, when Shuey wants to <laughs> wants to roulette. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty much Leicester covered. Um, I think there's only one thing left to do score predictions. Um,
4: I'm gonna have to be no, I I was positive on the coventry preview. I I I'm gonna have to be a bit of a Larry letdown, unfortunately, but I'm gonna go with a spirited and a courageous 2-1 defeat, I certainly don't think we're going to be disgraced.
6: Well, I will say, looking at the league table, their strength is their defence. They don't blow teams away. They're not top of the league with the points per game that they have because they've just been smashing teams 5 or 6-0 every week. Uh, Their defensive record is incredible. So um, whilst we haven't drawn many blanks this season... Um I think we possibly will on Saturday. Um so I'll I'll go um a, a gutsy performance, but a two 0 Leicester in the end.
0: I'm yeah, I'm trying to copy another uh podcaster but I'm also going to go 2-0 to Leicester like Dan said then you know I I think I was more fearful of getting absolutely blown away this is going to be famous last bloody words when we lose 6-0 but I was more I was more fearful of getting blown away at Leeds than I am at Leicester but I also maybe thought there was more of a mad chance we might get a result at Leeds whereas Leicester I'm more confident it will be a loss but but less worried about it being a a massive loss so yeah 2-0 Leicester
5: you're also bloody miserable um, I'm gonna go. Yeah, it's gonna be tight, isn't it? Um, four three. I'll go win. <laughs> Why not? Because um, you've all said that they um are very tight at the back. We we are very open at times. Why not? What? Why not? list the game that changes, um, everyone's fortunes and um, hands Ipswich Town the championship title over.
4: <laughs> over. It would be. This Let's be let's be brutally honest with you. It would just be quintessentially Plymouth Argyle to go there and get a 1-0 win out of the night against Holloway.
5: Yeah, just one goal in it, but Argyle take the win. I just can't ever predict a, an Argyle loss. I just don't really have it in me. Maybe that's naive. Maybe that's stupid. But anyway, unless there's anything else to add, let's call that a night. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Aaron. Cheers, Dan. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Sam. Cheers. That's the end of another episode of Green and White brought to you by Argyle Life. Before you go, please make sure you drop us a review on whichever podcast platform you are using and make sure you follow us on Twitter at argylelife Life 1886.
3: Cheers. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's.
1: Opposing conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first.
2: Pilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.